Humidity will continue to provide us with a nicer feel throughout the day tomorrow. Early morning, as a result, two temperatures a few degrees cooler already, dropping off in the lower 60s to near 70. The afternoon tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, the highs of lower 80s. Early morning Wednesday and Thursday, a little cooler yet, with morning lows in the upper 50s to the mid-60s. Sunny skies prevail both days, 70s to near 80. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Industry of Faith Louisiana is holding its job fair and tailgate cook-off. Company representatives will be on hand with applications and interviewing for many different jobs, including industrial electricians, electrical technicians, welders, carpenters, truck drivers, pipe fitters, and many more. Thursday, October 15th, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the River Parishes Community College Technical Training Center, Gonzales. Vendors in the oil and gas market are welcome to participate. To register, click industryoffaithla.com. Parish Coffee is a small-batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to ParishCoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to Parish. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café au lait and beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the Po' Boy Ice Cream Sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. This is Lenny Minutillo, chef owner of the Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, home of the original meat sauce pizza and sesame crusted muffalata calzone. The Happy Italian is serving our new full menu. Dine-in seating is limited. Takeout and curbside is available. Catering is available any day. The Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Monday for lunch and dinner. Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. for lunch. Find us at happyitalian.com for info and online orders. Like us on Facebook and love us on your taste buds.
Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Tom, are you going to be able to talk or so wigged by the events? probably wondering why we're late. Actually, we're not as late as I would think we would be. Not as late as I would think at all. Uh, we, the uh, Fitzmorrises, um, live an interesting life. You know why I always remark about um, that little piece that we run, things are not what they seem. They really are not what they seem. So today's disaster uh, happened when um, when we returned to the house from lunch and uh, saw that it was impossible to get into our driveway because the road leading to the driveway uh, was uh, compromised by the uh, presence of a uh, electricity pole which had snapped and um, was just laying across the road, meaning that the electricity was out at the house. So fortunately, I, we have our millennial with us. So um, when I said, well, gee, then we can probably just go ahead and do the show anyway, because I don't really understand that Wi-Fi is connected to electricity. She said, no, you, you can't. So now we have moved the location of the show all in about 10 minutes, which is pretty impressive, and again, attributed to our daughter. But uh, if we sound funny, we are coming from a different place, and we're happy to be coming from any place because at our house right now, they are trying to, I guess, I, I don't know, I guess that they're going to have to hammer the pole into the ground again or something? No, they're going to replace it. Yeah, I know, but if it's a whole pole, then they're going to have to put it in the ground somehow. Yeah, I think it's going to be a minute. Yeah, <laughs> so we decided it might be a little bit of a minute and decided to just go ahead and move the location of the show. But here we are, the food show, Tom and Mary Ann Fitzmaurice. Tom is going to take a little while to reclaim um, reality, I think. So we'll, we'll, be, we'll be hearing from him sometime in the show because he doesn't really like change very much and doesn't really like... Uh, anything on the fly. So um, fortunately, uh, the Marys are really, really good at stuff on the fly because that's kind of how we live. But here we are. Phew, it is um, Tuesday and a beautiful day outside and a great day to talk about food. So that's what we'd like to do, talk about food if you would like to do that. So, uh, I guess everyone knows the big news of the day is that Tori McPhail is leaving Commander's Palace and being replaced by his sous chef, Meg Bickford. I do not know how that will change things. It always does, but you know, things like that are very much in place and they remain so. Uh, personally, I've never 
been uh, a huge fan of the food of Tori McPhail. I am a fan of Tori McPhail, but not necessarily the food, just because it's too gourmet for me. I'm just not that much of a gourmet. So I'm sure that the gourmet standards will be upheld, but it'll be interesting to see if they're interpreted in a different way. But that's the big news. If you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. Uh, if not, we have plenty, plenty of other stuff to talk about. 5569696 is the number if you would like to talk to us. We're here and would love to do that with you. So give us a call and we can chat about whatever it is that you'd like to talk about having to do with food. All right, Tom, yes. just let, let me know when you're ready to, uh, to start in on the show, okay? Uh, there's no place to sit here. The, the, base, the bistro at Maison de Ville opened today. What? Bistro at Maison de Ville opened today. Maison? 1986, one of, your, one of your big contemporary Creole meccas. Bistro at Maison de Ville, which was for a long time the home of Greg Piccolo. Piccolo? Greg Piccolo, yes. Yeah, and what was the connection? Well, he was the chef of the Maison de Ville. I passed there the other day when I was down in the quarter, and uh, it was weird to see the Bistro at Maison de Ville. I'd only been there once or twice, but um, it's, you know, dead along with everything else that you that used to have a lot more life. It's coming back a little bit, but ever so slowly. Anyway, in your almanac today, you have the Bistro at the Maison de Ville open today in 1986. A teeny tiny dining room, and it really was. It was a teeny tiny dining room, an even smaller kitchen in a small hotel might not be expected to become a seminal local restaurant, but this one was, it definitely was. The first chef was Susan Spicer. She'd cooked around town for a few years, but she came to prominence at the bistro. When she left to open Bayona, John Neal took over the bistro's kitchen. He left after a few years to open Peristyle. And then that, they, those two were followed by Greg Piccolo. This, were, these two original ones, though, established the bistro as a place to enjoy the works of future chef superstars on their way up. Greg Piccolo was the longest serving chef, remaining at the bistro until a problem with the lease shut it down. Patrick Van Hoorbeek ran the dining room and the wine cellar for a long time, and he was good enough at that to have opened his own wine bar. What is it, Patrick's Bar Van? Yeah. Bistro is gone now, but its influence does live on. Yes, I think that's absolutely true. 5569696, if you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. We have lots more to talk about. Yesterday was a busy, busy show, so if you wanted to talk about some of the things we were talking about, we can resume that today. We did not mention our dinner at uh, Bright, not Brightson's, at um, Clancy's which was another major player in the contemporary Creole heyday. And uh, Clancy's is still rocking and rolling. It turns out Clancy's is actually 35 years old, maybe, I think. Clancy's? I think Clancy's opened in 1983. The restaurant? Yeah, it opened like in 1983. Clancy's? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. It was Tom, you don't have to socially distance your mic. There you go. Okay. Uh, Clancy's started off uh, in the uh, general uh, shipping uh, section of uh, on the edge of uh, the uh, place right? where we do. Wait, yeah. it wasn't always right there? 
It wasn't always in that little house? Well, it was a house that was, it was a, it was a restaurant as long as I've remembered it. And uh -huh. uh, when uh, everything had really gotten started in the 1960s, I want to say six. well, I've got my yeah, numbers wrong. Uh, yeah, something like That's that. That's when Brad Hollingsworth took it over. And uh, it went on for quite a while, and it became known for its uh, very um, tenuous, the way they will uh, give you uh, and turn you on to uh, dishes and wines from very things. And uh, it was a great, very sophisticated restaurant, one that I would always uh, write the things I was uh, getting out of it. Yep. on the food you show loved it, you always did you still do all right we'll be back to talk more about clancy's and everything else five five six nine six nine six after these messages parish coffee is a small batch handcrafted blend of carefully selected central and south american beans skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag robust when it's brewed and very smooth and mellow when you drink it this is a coffee that will take you through the day a gourmet roast without the gourmet price pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line parish coffee hashtag wake up to parish the New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café au lait and beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the Po' Boy Ice Cream Sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are never what they seem. That's going to be our theme song, I think, Tom. Yep. That needs to start being our theme song. So back to Clancy's. Clancy's is the end spot on the yellow brick road that was Saturday, which um, we could, I guess we could talk about. We have certainly have enough time. So we'll, we'll get to where we ended up, but let's go back to where we started. So we started at Kentucky Fried Chicken. This was Saturday, our little uh, jaunt. It was our, um, it was our channeling of Michael 75, where we just sort of went and, and were trying to pick up food at various places. By the way, I noticed a place on the North Shore that might be a second location of the Red Apple. So Michael 75, we're gonna check that out and see if it is, then I don't have to go to Kenner to the Red Apple and I would love to hear 
Well, to talk about the red apple, because if it is all that you say it is, then I'm very happy to know about it. So we're going to have to check that out. We just noticed that yesterday coming back from Pontchartrain Poor Boys where we had dinner. So we started out Saturday, about 10 o'clock in the morning. We went and got some Kentucky Fried Chicken in Chalmette. And then Mary Lee loves this story. She's starting to laugh already. So uh, we started out with Kentucky Fried Chicken. I am here to say that my memory of the pressure cooked original recipe Kentucky Fried Chicken fails me. It's not as good as I remember it, although it's still good. Uh, I think what I like about it more than anything else (laughs) Can you stop laughing long enough to talk? What is it? That's because KFC is bad. No, it's really not. It's mm-hmm. not bad. I'll tell you what. You know what I decided? It was $7 for each of these two-piece meals that we got. We got two white meat dinners. It had co- <laughs> What's so funny? I just, I know how many other... Um, food establishments were visited that day, and I'm oh, laughing yeah, at the fact just... that it started with 14 pieces of chicken. No, 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 no. It started with two. It was two two-piece chicken, two oh, two-piece oh, dinners. Okay. I said <laughs> no, so you don't. You know now why I, I'm just exploding. It's it's my COVID 49. Okay, so anyway, um, we had the two white piece uh, two. Well, he's just sort of sitting there. (laughs) Tom is sort of catatonic from the events of a few minutes ago. So Mary Lee's going to jump in and and talk. Uh, Are you enjoying the show, babe? Me? (laughs) (laughs) He's just sitting there with the headset on, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so anyway, um, we had the two white, two-piece white uh, dinner. I got coleslaw. It comes with one side, okay, and a biscuit. And then uh, the other, bad. and the other one was uh, actually the biscuits were not all that bad. Dad was really digging on them. Like he's had a biscuit every day for the last two days with some jam. How many biscuits did you get? Two. Oh. <laughs> so that was Sunday and Monday. So he didn't have it today. So. Um, the coleslaw was actually not bad, but really sweet. Really, really sweet for the, I guess, fast food palate. But anyway, um, the crunchy recipe was much better. It was much better. The, the crunchy was good. I thought they were both good, and honestly, I'll tell you, uh, I know Mike, not Michael75, but Mike called once talking about the um, Popeye's chicken sandwich and what an excellent lunch deal it was for $3.99. So the reason it's $3.99. The reason that American fast food, I think, has proliferated around the world is that it's quick, it's cheap, and I'm sorry to say it's not bad. Well, it depends on where you go. I mean, it's not, look, it's not gourmet. And it's not as good as if you went to a professional mom and pop or anything like that. But if you are hungry and you drove through a drive up and got either of those two chicken dinners that we got, I'm sorry, it was pretty good. 
So um, we, but I do, I do have a new fresh image of what the pressure cooked original recipe Kentucky Fried Chicken is now because we've been talking about it a lot and I wanted to refresh my memory. So that was our first stop. We went to Kentucky Fried Chicken and then it was on to Don Fuang to find that French bread that we were served at Mimi's a few days before. Don Fuang is in the end of the earth. It is really out there. And this was a geography lesson for me because Tom kept saying, it's way, way over there. Chef Inter Highway is way, way over there. And as usual, I don't believe Tom. So I had to GPS it. And I, I finally I said, you're right. It is way, way over there. Isn't that New Orleans East? It's in New Orleans East. But it is not really anywhere close to Judge Perez or... Right, because that's What's Chomet. the other one? What's the other one? There's two right next to each other. There's Judge Perez and there's St. Bernard Highway, maybe? I don't yeah. know. And so, oh but, wait, oh, but before we went to Don Fuang, we swung into the parking lot at Rocky and Carlos because I was thinking, well, we can eat at Rocky and Carlos because we haven't done that in years and years and years, and it's Rocky and Carlos. Tom, I, I know I'm about to offend a whole bunch of people who Including live me. in St. Bernard. I don't get Rocky and Carlos. If you would like to explain Rocky and Carlos to me, please call 556-9696. Mary Lou looks like she wants to do it right now. Go ahead. Explain Rocky and Carlos. Did you eat it? No. Okay. But what have you had? Uh, the mac and cheese. Okay, so the mac and cheese is great. I'll give you that. But the okay. rest of it looks like a bad high school cafeteria, the way it's laid out. Well, then don't get that. I mean, I'm just looking at it and I'm thinking, I don't understand this. I mean, it's, I think I've gotten, of, it's I, kind of a cool little place. I think I've gotten something else, but I don't, I don't know. The mac and cheese. Was. I could be mistaken, <laughs> but um, the last time I was there, I think it was a different layout totally. And I think you enter from the side door now. I could be wrong. Like I said, it's been several years since I was there. I ate there one time. We got maybe fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. But when we went on Saturday... There is a side door. Yeah. To a parking lot. It, it, that's where you enter now. Is that's that the only place you enter Yes. You that's don't enter you, through the front? No. 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 And it looks to me... <laughs> it looks to me like um, they've moved the counter. If, if my memory serves me correctly, you walked in the front door, which fronted on... St. Bernard Highway, mm -hmm. and then you walked right up to the line right there, and the line ran parallel to St. Bernard Highway. Right. That's not the way it is anymore. You go through the parking lot, you enter at the side door, and, well, now maybe the, maybe the line is still there, but there's a bar there. Was the bar to the left as you went in the front door? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then maybe it is the same. The only difference is you're coming in through the door. Yeah. Okay, and it's. Like, I I think the the food service line makes kind of an L. Mm -hmm. In that corner, a little tiny L. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, the food service line was not appealing when I looked at it, and the mac and cheese, which I did hunt for in particular, was kind of in the corner. Hmm. They put the star at the back of the line. So well, that's because they didn't know that they needed to impress someone. <laughs> well, I just, that's what I'm saying. It's like Rocky and Carlos is a thing, 
It's one of those things that I have to wonder how it became a thing. Now, maybe in the day it was the only thing, but you know what else I saw there on Paris Road? Did you see that place called Jean Froze? Does anybody ever go to a place called Jean Froze, which looks like it's an old time Chalmette thing and very well visited as well? Isn't it a meat market? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, it looks like it looks. Look. It looks like it is a place to eat too, but maybe not. Yeah. Is it like Jean a little Froze meat? And they you do they do have food. I've been like wanting to go there. Like sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, it's a cool looking place. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it looks a lot cooler to me than Rocky and Carlos, but except for of course the Art Deco well, signage. Rocky and Carlos can't do anything to win you over. <laughs> of course, it looks better. Okay, so uh, so that was it. We we popped our heads into Rocky and Carlos enough for me to have questions about it, and I know that Tom used to always diss it. And I would say, what what could possibly be wrong with that place? But again, I have to find myself agreeing with Tom. Meat market and grill. Yeah, it looks like a place that you might want to just sort of check out because it's an old Yeah, I have my staple. list of, of St. Bernard places. What are, what are your other St. Bernard places? She works in St. Bernard sometimes. Okay, um, go ahead. I'll pull it up. Oh, okay. Well, you've got, you've got just like a minute, or we oh, could do okay. it after, well, after the break. Well, I've been to... Araby Food Store. Which you love. Yes, did like that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, there's a Brazilian place that I've been wanting to try, but I have not made it there yet. I. Where's that? No, I don't know how to say it. Where's that? Um, Is it's, it? it's just past the barracks. Okay. I believe. All right. So you're not, I don't think you're over the tracks yet. Okay. In fact, you're not. Um... There's not a lot. There was that barbecue place that... There's... I don't know. There's a decent bit. Well, there's a decent bit of people there now, too. Yeah, there's a decent bit of people. All right. We're going to let her pull up her list for St. Bernard and understand that I'm only 25%, if that, into my long story <laughs> about... Saturday's adventures, but you don't really have time. It's only like 20 seconds left. If you would like to talk to us about St. Bernard food... We are doing that. So give us a call, 556-9696. I'm looking for someone to explain to me the phenom that is Rocky and Carlos. Louisiana Radio Network News Time. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell warns lawmakers steep cuts in local government services are likely due to pandemic revenue losses. New Orleans is facing a $150 million shortfall since the pandemic began, and Cantrell says the state gave them less than $60 million in federal CARES Act funding to bridge the gap. The hurt is real. She says they're partially furloughing all city workers and having to cut spending across the board just to make it out of the year. You know better than me, it puts us on bad foot going into 2021. And she warned the same problem exists across the state. If we can't provide basic city services, then I don't know how our economy will bounce back. I'm Matt Doyle. Republicans on the Appropriations Committee told the mayor that the city could start to see more tax revenue if she loosened the restrictions on bars and restaurants. The mayor says bars will open to outside patio services this Friday as the city will move to phase 3.2. Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana outstanding licensed contractors that do great work. 
Regretfully, there are some unlicensed and unqualified scammers out there that can cost you a fortune and they never get the job done. Read your contract carefully, verify licensure, and check references. Cheap prices and promises that sound too good to be true are obvious warning signs of fraud. The Louisiana State Licensing Board of Contractors urges consumers to verify licensure before beginning a construction project. Visit lacontractor.org or download the free mobile app LA Contractor from the Android or Apple Store. Shelter insurance policyholders with damage to your home, car, farm, or business due to the hurricane should call 1-800-SHELTER. That's 1-800-743-5837. Or report your claim online at shelterinsurance.com. Early reporting of claims is important. Shelter adjusters are able to handle your claim while practicing social distancing. Take whatever reasonable steps you can to protect your property from additional damage and call us at 1-800-SHELTER to report your claim today. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Because it's autumn in New York. 5569696 is the number. We're talking about St. Bernard food. Tom is still coming around. He's enjoying the show. <laughs> He's coming out of Would his Would you like to call in? He's coming out of his stress stupor from the events uh, that uh, that precipitated our being at our daughter's house to do the show, because if you uh, are thinking that we sound funny and are just tuning in, we had a telephone, not a telephone pole, but a, a uh, pole that has electricity on it snap in the road leading to our, our driveway. So like the compound road House. leading to our driveway, <laughs> yes. So um, anyway, we couldn't really get in, and we had to run and go rescue the equipment and then bring it over here. So we're just sort of on the fly. So the Marys are doing the show. Tom will come to in a minute, and he'll join us. Do you think he'll join us at some point, babe? I Maybe don't know. Now. Okay. When you, when you talk about that, he looks mad that you don't understand. <laughs> the trauma of it all. Yeah. Okay, so we were in St. Bernard. We're going back to the events of Saturday, which are a preposterous uh, excursion in collecting of food. And really, when it was all said and done, there was very little food co collected. So, all right, your list for St. Bernard. Mary Lee has her St. Bernard list. Oh, yeah, it actually wasn't that good now that I've looked at it. The Parish Diner. I want to try oh, that. Oh, I saw that. I yeah. saw that one, yeah. Um, and I've been to Kitchen Table. The Kitchen Table. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I saw that one, too. Yeah. Okay. Good place. Big fan. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's this place that I want to go, okay. but I don't, I just don't think You're I can it do it. You're working it up? You're working up to it. Okay. It's called The Palms 2, and it actually doesn't look that bad, <laughs> but it's in that casino oh, on St. Yes. Bernard Highway. Yes. Okay. I just don't you think have, I you can. You have to work your way up to I just to don't that. think I yeah, can. you got to work your way. We have Sam on the line. Can you hear anything? Hello. Sam on the line. Hello, ma'am. Hey, uh, I, I have never been to St. Bernard Parish to eat, and I've, I've wanted to go to Rocky, I'm from out of town, and I've wanted to go to Rocky and Carlos for a long time, I'd heard about it, and then another place I've heard about is the Wabbit, yes, and I'm, one, on the West I'm wondering which one of those two you prefer, okay. or all three of you prefer. First of all, is this Sam from Mississippi? Yes, it is. And, I and you're the one that I today. owe a book to that I have not sent. Is that right? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. I promise. I see it every day and I go, I got I to gotta find his address. I got to yes, find Sam. his address. Can you do me a favor? 
to keep yes. me from having to look for your address again? Would you yes. send your address directly to tom at nomenu.com? And if you do that, I promise I will dispatch the book tomorrow. Yes, ma'am. Tom no at nomenu.com. Okay. Yeah, thank you. No, there is a hurry because I'm stumbling on it every day and I go, you know what? I got to get that book to that guy. But <laughs> what it means is I've got to go through all my emails and find your address. So if you can circumvent that and just send it to Tom at nomenu.com, I promise to put it in the mail as soon as I get it. Okay? Yes, ma yes ma'am. Okay. Now, uh, the answer to your question is I, uh, I like, um, I mean, you should go to Rocky and Carlos for sure. And Dewabit. You should eat there. And, and De I ate there. And Dewabit is a better looking place. They're both interesting in a different sort of way. Have you ever been to Dewabit? No. I've never okay, been to either one. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So both of them are interesting enough to go to. But honestly, if you're coming from someplace else, I wouldn't put it at the top of my list unless you come frequently. Yes, you know? ma'am. So, yes, ma'am. Yeah. I, one reason I've never been there, I guess, is because I, I come in from to New Orleans from a different direction, and um, the places that are close, you know, that's that's going what, you know, a lot farther than where they would be. And I, I'm going to ask you one more question, if I may. Please. And if you, of those two plus Mandina's, would you which one would you say is better? It's best of those three. I'm guessing Mandina's. I don't know what to say to that. Okay. That's the, you know, you're asking the wrong person because I think that it's a it's a personal taste thing. Yes, um, Rocky and Carlos is a is a thing, and if you like great mac and cheese that's sort of legendary, then that would be a reason to go there. Um, it's also because it's a thing. Uh, the Wabbit is less of a thing. It's more of a West Bank thing. It's kind of a cool little place. I don't know that I would drive to go there. I think the food's pretty good. Uh, Mandina's is sort of a New Orleans legend, but I'm not really a fan. So it's not really fair for me to say that because there are legion, the fans are legion of Mandina's. But to me, um, you know, I, so, so I guess the question, the answer to it is Mandina's because there are more people. If you ask that question of 100 New Orleanians, I would say probably 90%, 90 of them would say Mandina's. That's my yes, guess. I took a relative there one. Uh, I ate there, and then I took a relative about a couple of weeks later, and she didn't care for our Mandina's. Yeah. Um, I do like the neighborhood restaurant, so that's the type of place I like. Well, and then that's go, to go to Katie's. Go to Katie's. Katie's is a neighborhood restaurant like two blocks away from Mandina's, and I think it's a, it's a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Have you been All there? Right. Uh, a long time ago, I didn't, I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, but I want to give it another chance, though. It, it, well, it was a, I think it was a bad day. They, was it, it before was Katrina? Was it before Katrina? Yes. Okay, well, the new owner, and I say new, that's 15 oh. years, uh, Scott Craig is an excellent, I mean, he is an excellent restaurateur, and he cooks really good food. Yes, ma'am. So, but, I would say. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the day that we went, it was on a Saturday for lunch, and they were getting ready. We were real early, 
and the uh, and they were getting ready for a. Um, the Lutheran Church around the corner was having a luncheon there, and they were getting ready for that. And I think it was just an off day for them, and I'd mm-hmm. like to try them again, but uh, I, and I will on your recommendation. Um, yeah, it's good. All right. Thank now, right down, for, right down the street is, because all these places have personalities, too. So yeah. right down the street from Katie's is another New Orleans neighborhood restaurant, Liuza's. And I love that. Okay. I've right. been there so you many know what? times. Okay, so if you like Liuza's, then you might not like Katie's because they're very different. They're both neighborhood restaurants. They're very different. Um, yes, you maybe should stick to Mandina's because I think that Mandina's and Liuza's are kind of on the same plane. I've not been to Liuza's by the track, but... I would no, I imagine either. it's also in the same vein. So maybe, you know, maybe that's not your place. Maybe Katie's is not your place. I yes, mean, ma'am. everybody has their taste, so. Yes, ma'am. And I do like, uh, I want to say I do love to go to Fury out in okay. Uh, Kenner. Okay. And well, on that, I will uh, say thank you, and I will end the conversation. Tom uh, at nomenu.com. Yes, ma'am. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are looking for people to um, commiserate. Would that be the right word about St. Bernard restaurants? I don't know. The St. Bernard crowd might might be offended yeah, by that. I would say contribute. <laughs> contribute. No, I think that Mimi's is a great restaurant for sure, and that is that's some that's gourmet style food in in St. Bernard. Um, I want to go to Araby Food Store. I kept calling Araby Bar, which was wrong. <laughs> no, it was like old Araby something. Yeah, old Araby something. Yeah. I can't help you. I know you can't help me. I mean, you try. You do try, though. I appreciate that. I'm 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 really happy that you're still taking my calls at all. <laughs> well, you've already been cut out of texts. <laughs> five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we're talking about food. Now, we got onto St. Bernard because I started this very long and winding tale about what Tom and I did on Saturday because we went to Mimi's for the opening menu. I mean, he'd actually been there for a month or so before that, but Philip Buccieri, who is their new chef, was introduced to people Monday a week ago. And so I discovered... Don Fuang bread that night and decided that even though I've wanted to go to Don Fuang and have never pieced together how to actually get there, I uh, would, would persevere, persevere this time and go to the ends of the earth to Don Fuang. So that's what we did. We went to Rocky and Carlos and decided, okay, we're not going to eat at Rocky and Carlos because we've been there. And if it looked if it had looked really really great, then I probably would have, but it didn't. So then we got back in the car, and we went through that that what's it called? Maybe Mishu Boulevard. That area out there is so beautiful. It's so remote, mm-hmm. and you're driving along, and the water comes kind of eye level at the car, <laughs> which is which explains a lot when hurricanes roll around. And um, somewhere in there, somebody could probably help me with this because I meant to ask this question. I even told Tom that I was going to ask this question on the show. 
In Teenies, when it was down in St. Bernard, I believe was on that highway, but I'm not sure. Does anyone remember where in Teenies, which is now defunct totally, um, does anyone know where Mark Ben Fatty had in Teenies in Chalmette? Because I think, I think it was in that stretch between St. Bernard Highway or Judge Perez and uh, Chef Mentor. So we, we drove down that road and it was really pretty. It's like the end of the world. Then you keep going and you get on 510 and the first exit is to Chef Mentor. You get off and you go a little ways and then there's Don Flong just sitting out there by Village de l'Est, which I remember as a kid but had never been there. So Don Flong is just sitting right next to a trailer park and there's a whole bunch of people in line on a Saturday afternoon and it was really like a thing to get in there because they they take their um their proportions of people very seriously and you have to have people come out before people can come in so it's a very small place. I peek through the slats in the window. It's a very small place, and you just sort of go around to the register. And that is a most interesting place. Where's this? Don Huang. Oh. Yeah, you got to go out there. There were these bento boxes and banh mi's and, and just banh mi. I think it's banh mi. Banh mi. Banh mi, yeah. Uh, and there were and just lots and lots of bread and pastries and things like that. So... We did not stay because the line was long and Tom was wondering what we were doing there in the first place. <laughs> so we got back in the car and decided to postpone a visit to Don Fong, which absolutely I have to go in and experience it on a first-hand basis. So we'll take a break in our long saga of Saturday. We're not even at lunch yet. And we'll be back to tell some more of this ridiculous tale for Saturday. Five five six nine six nine six. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Desalman's catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304 1469. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. 
I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? <laughs> Hi there, we're back, The Food Show. And we're talking about food. Right now we're talking about an absurd little adventure that Tom and I embarked upon on Saturday to St. Bernard. So we made it to Don Fuang, we left Don Fuang, and then we were left with the question of where are we going to eat lunch? So I decided, okay, we're gonna to go to the Araby food store, but for some reason I kept thinking it was Old Araby Eats. And every time I called Old Arab, it, it came up Old Araby Bar. <laughs> so I finally called them and they said, nope, this is an Araby Eats. Well, first you called me. No, no, I called you after I called oh. them. <laughs> oh, because you're afraid of me. <laughs> Okay, so then... Uh, I should be writing down a tally of everywhere you either went or attempted to go. Yeah, this is like a normal thing now. We're just like going to a place where we attempt to go and we just really don't go, but it generates a lot more content and, you know, it verifies in people's minds. They're crazy. Okay, so uh, we kept driving and then we went... Actually, no, we decided we were going to go... Wait, oh, so no. you never... You know what? I don't even know if I can do this part. Go you ahead. You never actually made it to Araby Food Store. We never made it to Araby Food Store because I didn't know where it was. Well, was that Sunday? This was Saturday. Oh. So we drove back, because I'm going to skip part of this, because really people will turn off the radio and never turn it on again. So we're going to go back. We're going to skip a big part of this. Which part? The, no. The part. <laughs> so then we're going we're gonna to go back into um, Marini. We went back into the Marini. And we were going to go to Bratz Y'all, which is a cute little beer garden right next to Pizza Delicious on Piety. Except there was no place to park. And I bet they've got a good Oktoberfest thing there. I bet you they do. Yeah, so we like decided, okay, we're just going to keep driving. So that was the end of that. And then, <clears throat> and then we were going to go to, there was one other place that, oh yeah. We, just we, one? Yeah. We were, then we went, by this time it was like three o'clock. So then we went to that place that, uh, that has replaced Bordeaux, and it's called Misa, right across from Apolline, Misa. And um, it was... Which, I don't know where I got Yeah, don't say that head. because people are going to think it runs in the family. Shh, don't say yeah. that. So uh, we went to Misa, and it is owned by the same people who own Tal's Hummus. But it is a, it's an upscale version of what they serve at Tal's. And we ordered some, um, we ordered some dip. It was a dip. And it had some bread, but not chips. And it was two things on a plate. And I would say what the other thing was, but I couldn't really tell. And in fact, I couldn't tell what either one of them was and was told by the waiter that it was um, a white bean dip because I looked at it and then ordered it. But it didn't, it didn't, it, it, it wasn't, it didn't, I didn't like it. But it was, it's new. This is a new place. So it's not really fair to them. It's a new place. And we did get some fresh cut fries, which were kind of the, one of the best versions of fresh cut fries running around town. And that came with um, <clears throat> spicy ketchup. But in looking at the menu... I just, I just didn't want to keep eating there. And so I suggested to Tom that we go to Clancy's, which was mere blocks away. 
and we hadn't been to Clancy's in forever. So we then called Clancy's and made a reservation and just had like a little dine around. We had appetizers at Misa and went over to Clancy's for dinner. We ate outside of Clancy's. They were completely booked except for outside tables, which were also filling up quickly. Those are reservation too now because of COVID. So they put the tables out there because of COVID. And then it was first come, first serve, but it's now kind of reservation too, which is happening in a lot of places that previously had walk-up outside dining. And there we ran into Patrick, who owned um, Squeal and with his brothers, one of Mary oh. Lee's favorite barbecue places. We love him. We love him. He's one of the 610 Stompers. And, um, and it was fun to visit with him. And so... Um, we had, Tom had sweetbreads, but we had two courses. They have a very interesting shrimp remoulade, which I should have paid a little bit more attention to it. It was $17.95. So I should not have been surprised when it came that it was a full meal in itself. When I think of shrimp remoulade, I think maybe six shrimp in a little, you know, pile of remoulade sauce over a couple of pieces of lettuce. This, that was not what this was. This was a massive salad. It was a lettuce bed, and it had um, interesting, expensive lettuces, you know, kale and such. And it had a little pile of shredded carrot on one side, or julienne carrots, <clears throat> more like shredded julienne. And then a little pile of heirloom tomatoes, it had some hearts of palm, and there was a fourth thing there on the right side of it. And then in the middle of it was a big pile of very large shrimp in one of those truly intense Arno style, gets you in the back of the throat with all the horseradish red sauce. It was good. It was good. It's. I was expecting, and I need to start asking this question because I'm not really a red remoulade person. I'm a white remoulade person. And for some reason, I had the image in my mind that it was white remoulade, but it wasn't. <clears throat> so that we had that. And Tom got fried oysters, which had a little spinach bed. I think Clancy's. Tom, was Clancy's one of the first people that started putting fried oysters on a little bed of spinach? Well, they were doing a lot of the same things that Antoine's and Antoine Galatoire's and all those people who had all of that stuff, as well as <clears throat> all of the new uh, uh, items that have been coming through. But uh, it wasn't uh, kind of the way you're describing it. Was, it's, it it's a little like aioli with spinach and fried oysters on top of that, and then some little piece of cheese melted. And I've seen that dish everywhere, but I think Clancy's might have been one of the first ones to do that. It's always been in a, a accompaniment with Clancy's. Yeah. Clancy's and in that building, which has been various names over the, over the years. Well, Clancy's been around since 1983, we learned. And uh, Brad Hollingsworth from Iowa took it over in 1986, and there it remains. It's been very good to Brad. Apparently, he owns the entire neighborhood now. So <clears throat> that's one of the things that we were talking about. So we had uh, shrimp remoulade, fried oysters. When you have, we uh, had... When you have uh, uh, Clancy's and uh, those 
items that you mentioned, it's almost for sure they're going to have a little bit of argument there, but that's what people like. Yeah. So uh, Tom ordered sweetbreads, which he used to get on a regular basis at places like Clancy's. And uh, I got an agnolotti, a crab meat. That's two times in a week I've eaten agnolotti. Yeah. It's so <clears throat> they might have called it gnocchi there. Well, those are not the same thing. Well, they're pretty close. Oh, not really. The little dumplings of pasta with things in them. No? That's not what gnocchi is. Gnocchi is, well, actually gnocchi, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it was gnocchi. All right, I won't say agnolotti. It was gnocchi with crab meat and a sauce and a lot of little um, microgreens on top. And it was really, really good. So that was it, except that Tom wanted to have bread pudding, which is a bananas foster bread pudding and a beautiful presentation. Bread pudding is a boring dessert, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> Even the prettiest of them, if they're cut in a square, and garnished with something lovely, even those are upper crust boring. Yeah. But sometimes there's a presentation of bread pudding that is really stunning. That one from Jack Rose Wasn't was it really gorgeous? Pretty. Wasn't that gorgeous? Yeah. Okay, this one was not as complicated, but it was like a gigantic muffin. And it had like a, a rim on the top. And it had a lovely glaze to it and a couple of slices of banana. And it was really a thing of beauty. It was very simple, but really beautiful. Anyway, that was our dinner at Clancy's. And at that point, we did call it a day and, and come. <laughs> so we started out the day with two white meat lunches from Kentucky Fried Chicken and ended up at Clancy's with sweetbreads. And you gotta say that is definitely running the gamut. Certainly unusual. <laughs> we do it for them. We do. Well, actually it's true. We, we did it for us too. It was kind of a fun little adventure. 5569696 is the number. If you haven't tuned out wondering what's wrong with these people, uh, and would like to talk to us, we'd love to do that. We're going to be back after the 3 o'clock news and talk some more about food. I'm trying to think of where else we've been. Uh, there were lots of things to talk about over the weekend. We did Pardos. We did our little adventure, Clancy's. Last night we went to Pontchartrain Poor Boys, which is a place we haven't been in a while. It was massively different than usual just because of COVID. Mm. And we, uh, they made better, better use of their outdoor tables than they had previously, so that's where we sat. But uh, Tom got a roast beef poor boy, which is a really good version of roast beef poor boy, for sure. A risky poor boy? No, not risky. <laughs> roast beef. I mean, I guess if you eat enough of them, it could be risky. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I got some butter beans with a slice of sausage and cornbread, which I know is the kind of cornbread that we should probably do a throwdown on, but I really like it. Who's cornbread? Pondstrain Poor Boys. Oh, they have good cornbread? They do, but it, it's suspicious in that it looks like it could be, you know, like a mix is what it could be. It's like not, and it doesn't need to be. I mean, it's Pondstrain Poor Boys. It's just right. a poor boy place, yeah, but it is 
really good cornbread, like good enough for me to eat it, which is kind of surprising. It's cakey though. You don't really like cakey cor cornbread, do you? Um, it's more of a cake and and it's it's very yellow and tastes like cornbread, but it's it's got that cake quality to it rather than a grit. I don't think it should be really, I think it should be somewhere in the middle. You know what I think is a really good cornbread? And it, it reinforces my qualifications for the mom throwdown, but the Jiffy cornbread out of the Jiffy box. Of course, that's what I grew up with. Yeah, so. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know, I almost kind of want to try it. I almost kind of want to see. It. You know, it's kind of like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Is my memory serving me correctly? And we decided on Saturday that kind of, sort of, but I remember it more fondly than I should. I mean, even bad mm. cornbread is good. It's not know. like, uh, you just know. think, oh man, yeah. I wish this was better. Yeah. Well, I say that a while lot. While you eat it. Yeah, I say that a lot. <laughs> yeah, while I eat it. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. We'll be back with top, top of the hour news. This is Jeff Cruer. Join me at 7 a.m. till 11 for Ringside Politics with a Punch. Right here on WGSO 990 a.m. New Orleans, Louisiana. Questioning from the Senate Judicial Committee on day two of her confirmation hearing when pressed by Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein of California about President Trump's July tweet on delaying the election. Barrett said that she would thoughtfully consider the case if it came before her. I would need to hear arguments from the litigants and read briefs and consult with my law clerks and talk to my colleagues and go through the opinion writing process. So, you know, if, if I give off-the-cuff answers, then I would be basically a legal pundit. And I don't think we want judges to be legal pundits. I think we want judges to approach cases thoughtfully and with an open mind. Social Security recipients will see a small increase to their monthly checks in 2021. The Social Security Administration announced Tuesday that next year's cost of living increase will be 1.3%. That's an average raise of $20 a month. This is USA Radio News. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare, our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Members of anti-government paramilitary groups allegedly also discussed kidnapping Virginia's governor during a June meeting in Ohio. USA Radio Network's Val Dior has the details. FBI Special Agent Richard Trask testified Tuesday during the court hearing in Michigan. He's part of the investigation that led to six men being charged last week with plotting to kidnap Michigan's Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer. While Trask did not name Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, a Democrat, during his testimony, he says those accused discussed taking a sitting governor, and they specifically had issues with the governors of Michigan and Virginia based on the COVID lockdown order. 
orders. The hearing is based solely on the attempt on Governor Whitmer, so Agent Trask could not discuss further any plan involving Governor Northam. With USA Radio News, I'm Val Dior. Seven other men face state terrorism charges. Those facing federal charges could face up to life in prison. This is USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. California is trying to sort out confusion over unofficial absentee ballot drop boxes. USA Radio Network's Tim Berg has more details. California Secretary of State Alex Padilla, along with State Attorney General Javier Becerra, have issued a cease and desist order to the California Republican Party to stop using unofficial drop boxes. Padilla saying reports of unofficial drop boxes came in over the weekend. These boxes are not the same as county election drop boxes that are required to meet state security standards as well as uh, other regulations, including the regular retrieval of ballots delivered to those drop boxes. It's a nice night tonight. The lowering of the humidity will continue to provide us with a nicer feel throughout the day tomorrow. Early morning, as a result, two temperatures a few degrees cooler already, dropping off in the lower 60s to near 70. The afternoon tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, the highs of lower 80s. Early morning Wednesday and Thursday, a little cooler yet, with morning lows in the upper 50s to the mid-60s. Sunny skies prevail both days, 70s to near 80. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Industry of Faith Louisiana is holding its job fair and tailgate cook-off. Company representatives will be on hand with applications and interviewing for many different jobs, including industrial electricians, electrical technicians, welders, carpenters, truck drivers, pipe fitters, and many more. Thursday, October 15th, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the River Parish's Community Fitzmorris and the Marys today. It's a food show, and I'll bet you never saw one again, but you did. Yeah. And here we are, and we'd love to talk with you about the eating scene in New Orleans, and the reason for that is that we do have a great eating season in New Orleans, and go for it, and take for all it's worth. And we'd love to have you about restaurants, about cooking, wine, uh, everything. I We're, think Thomas we have it snapped there. out of his catatonic state. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> he heard the music and he went, oh, the show. Anyway, we, uh, have, we have a couple of... Uh, we have a guest on the line. We have guests on we the line? We have a guest, a single guest on the line. His name is Brian Mullen. Yeah. And people who are fans of the legendary Johnny White's Corner mm-hmm. Bar in the French Quarter will be happy to know that... It has been replaced by a place very similar, although we don't know yet because it hasn't opened yet. Or maybe it has. I don't know. Brian, hi. Has it opened yet? No. Um, we're planning for a Halloween opening. We're going to open up soft by October 26th, it looks like. You know, we're still on pace and have a, you know, um, a good opening on Halloween. So it's, a, it's, it's the five-star local 718 a five-star dive bar. Is that the whole name, or is it just Local 718? 
Well, so Johnny White's always had two names. They had the Johnny White's Corner Bar, and they had the Hole in the Wall. So what I tried to do is Local 718 is the concept for the whole place, and the Hole in the Wall will be called the Five Star Dive Bar. And it's kind of like an explanation of what we're doing. You know, we're going to do elevated things um, in a five-star dive bar setting, basically, geared towards locals and tourists. Well, what have you found over there? Uh, I haven't been able to actually get in there and look around, but uh, you sound like you have. He's reproducing Johnny White's. Oh, okay. Not not exactly, though. I mean, especially if it's going to be sort of an upscale version of a dive bar. I find that a funny concept, an upscale version of a dive bar. Well, you know what, what I mean upscale, what I mean by that is just, you know, it'll be a dive bar. It'll still have those, you know, rough around the edges looks, but our food is what's five star. We're going to have the best oh, sliders in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Cheese fries, I see. Yep, and we're going to be doing, um, we do a thing called rippers, which are hot dogs that you fry in oil and they rip. And we're going to have some interesting toppings. And I'm going to bring a lot of the Cajun favorites from my current location, I have a bar on Julia just off St. Charles called The Little Easy, and we've been open about a year now. And, you know, we've built a really good loyal following of locals and tourists. And I'm going to bring some of the Cajun favorites that we sell there, you know, our red beans, our, our gumbo, our jambalaya, our corn and crab soup, which is an award winner. And we're going to integrate that into the menu also. Now, yep. you're not, I'm sorry, go ahead. Which says an ongoing uh, uh, deliciousness. Uh, right there just waiting for you it's and nuts. finding out uh, what you can have for tonight or tomorrow or with a birthday or, you know, it's all there. Find out from us what we can have for you. Uh, well, just can, having you there is uh, my favorite he's subject. So, so you right. are, you are not from here. This is your adopted home. So where are you from and what, how, what is the food of your youth? So I'm from New Jersey and um, Manhattan. I, you know, spent time in both places. My mom lived in Jersey, my dad lived in Manhattan, so I had the best of both worlds. And the, the food of my youth is just really good East, East Coast sliders and hot dogs that I, you know, I fully believe can be very successful in this, in this marketplace. You know, Tom and I have had this ongoing discussion about hot dogs for a number of years because I love hot dogs. And he's always said that hot dogs could never really take off here because this is not a hot dog town. And then Dad Dog shows up. And I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know how you feel about Dad Dog. If you want to weigh in on it, I'm, you know, certainly welcome to it, but you may not want to. Here's what I was told. I was told the same thing from some chefs in New Orleans. They're like, hot dogs don't work in New Orleans. Hot dogs don't work. And I like what that dogs did. And I think, you know, I'm one of these people, I believe in paving the road, that someone paves the road for you and you come in behind it. And I think that's what that dogs did. They showed that hot dogs can work here. Mm -hmm. And I think the way we do them, uh, people will really respond. And I think uh, our hot dogs will be um, one of people's favorites, I think. A thing, a thing. Huh? To come get our sliders and hot dogs. Okay, so when you say your hot dogs, meaning the, the food of your youth, is that the way hot dogs are served up there, where you drop them in hot oil and they split? Yeah, that is the New Jersey way. Like It, huh. is, it is like in New Jersey, if you get a hot dog at a place, they're fried. They deep fry it. It's a New Jersey thing. It's a, it started in like a few Italian places in, in, in Jersey, 
uh-huh. they would add onions and peppers. They would treat them almost like a sausage. And uh-huh. then, you know, people would put the regular condiments on them. But the frying the hot dog, it's a flavor that once you, you, once you try it, 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 you'll be addicted. It's kind of like you take something that you shouldn't be eating in the first place and jack it up. I think you fry anything it makes <laughs> No, I agree with you 100%. No, I mean, I want to go try it now. I mean, I've never even heard that a hot dog was something that you could fry. So um, you, then you, what kind of a roll? Is it served on a special roll or is it like a regular hot dog bun or what? Yeah, what we need. served on a, on, a, on a hot dog roll and, you know, we'll steam them so the hot dog rolls will come out really nice and warm and the hot dog will be on it and then you'll have your choice of condiments and then there'll be certain specialty dogs that you can order. Okay. So I'm dying to try this because I, I am a huge fan of that dog. I've always wanted a good hot dog. I, I really love sausages. It's like one of my favorite things. When we grill something, there's always some sausage on the grill. So I'm very excited about this. What, what other kinds of things uh, did you bring from where you came from? And how long have you been here, by the way? I've been here seven years. I came out here to work for a company that um, ran lunches of bars on Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. And um, I came here and I was running uh, five bars on Bourbon for them. And then I just fell in love with the city. And I decided, you know, I'm going to stay and open my own venues. Okay. Well, that um, you must have been uh, really happy to see the Johnny White location open. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I'm not familiar with Johnny White's, but I know it was a real thing and people were devastated when it closed. So if something very nice can replace it and make them feel better about the fact that Johnny White's is gone, then more power to you. So what, yeah, what and, other things, and, I'm sorry, go ahead, what? And that's what we, you know, when we, when we decided to, to do Johnny White's and, and redo it, you know, we, we, uh, we're doing a overall renovation inside, but it's mostly paint and fixing some things that were neglected over the years because, you know, when you have an older building like that, sometimes things get neglected. So we're gearing it very towards the locals. That'll be the corner bar. I'll be geared local 718 towards a lot of the locals. We're going to market, you know, heavily towards the locals and, you know, we're going to try to grab every tourist we can. You know, we opened up the courtyard that never had, um, that they weren't using for the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm a big courtyard fan, and they have some great courtyards in the French Quarter. So opening up a bar in these times must be extra challenging. What sort of things did you have to overcome in terms of regulations in order to do that? Um, you know, it's basically just the regular regulations. Um, but what we're going to do is, um, uh, um, we, I bought a piece of equipment that will um, sanitize everything, you know, with a chemical, with like a fog, it's like a fogger. And we're going to sanitize the building every day. So that will be one of the cleanest buildings on Bourbon Street, so that there will be no worries about, you know, viruses and things like that. We're going to try to, you know, be on top of the uh, the COVID that way, you know. I think most people are not all that worried about it anymore, but it's still a lot of lingering mandates and such. So uh, you can't really sit at like bar stools, can you? Or is is it if you're eating something, you can sit there? How does that work? So right sit now, down and um, you've we, got have, we have a restaurant license also for that for local 718. Oh. So, you know, we'll be able to open as a restaurant and there'll be no bar seating. 
And one of the reasons why we chose, you know, wanted to do the hot dogs, that'll be a big benefit is, you know, locals can come for lunch and, you know, we can get you in and out in 20 minutes. You know, the hot dogs are great for that. You know, it's quick service. So you can come in and grab our sliders, which, you know, our sliders will be, you know. Yeah, we haven't talked about the sliders. We have a hard break, and I want to come back and talk about the sliders. So hold your thought about the sliders, because I'm also a really big fan of sliders, too. You got some things on the menu that are, you're talking my language, cheese fries and things like that. So if you can hold on for a little bit, we'll take a break, and then we'll be right back to talk to Brian Mullen from Local 718 going into the old revered spot that was Johnny White's, and we wish them luck. So we'll be back with Brian. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Desalman's catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304-1469. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousins Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. We are back. Do you want Tom to sing at the bar? Because Tom is really a good singer, and we have him doing those rejoinders, and I just want to let you know he is available to do some singing at the bar. <laughs> Brian, I'm talking to you. I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking to someone. <laughs> My bad. No, I, I just wasn't on said, the radio, was I? Uh, no, it was just this dead silence, and it, it, it sounded so bad because what I said was, we have Tom who loves to sing and who's sort of known for singing. So we use him, we have these little um, taped rejoinders that come back from the commercials with these taped rejoinders. And so um, I said, did you want Tom to sing at the bar? Because, you know, he's, he's really into that. And then there was just this really long pregnant pause. Oh. And I thought, <laughs> did we run him you know, off? You know we're gonna We're gonna have a stage on the second floor, so. Yeah, I mean, and then Tom, one of my friends was just here, Robert Robert uh, Malloran. Uh -huh. uh, Tom knows, and Robert's a wine expert. He used to work at Two Jacks. Uh-huh. So Tom, Tom knows Robert. He, he was just here. Tom's in sort of a catatonic state today because we had, um, you know, everybody's broadcasting from home, and we live um, on a country road, and 
the road going into our property had a big um, electricity pole across it. So we had to move to my daughter's in order to do the show. So it was, it was quite a, a shock when we got home. We had about 15 minutes to make that switch. So anyway, uh, what, what is New Jersey's famous French fries? Because we love our French fries too. Well, uh, the place of my youth was a place called Callahan's, which was in Portland, New Jersey. And, you know, they did the fried hot dogs and they did their French fries were amazing. Um, were they fresh cut enough. fries? Um, no, they were frozen, but they did it really? in a great way. Uh, yeah. The problem with fresh cut sometimes is getting the starch out of those fries. It's, it's, it's a hard process. And okay. if you don't do it right, they're soggy and... You know, I mean, yes. we're actually experimenting with our fries right now. You know, that's okay. what we're doing. Well, I was just we're wondering what makes French fries famous in New Jersey, if there's a special thing that you do with it. So nothing in particular, but... Nothing in particular, no. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, all right, so you have, you're going to have, uh, you're experimenting with the fries, meaning you're experimenting with one of the millions of varieties of frozen fries, because that's a wide swath of quality there. Well, you know, we're not going to, we're only going to use the best quality. And look, if we think we can do the, the, the fresh cut, that's the way we're going to go. So we're experimenting and, you know, we're trying to make it so okay. that um, we can okay. do fresh cuts. Okay. Because then, then you can have famous fries yourself, you know. All right. So what? topped with, <laughs> what? Good. Uh, are we on the radio now or no? Yeah, we are. Oh, okay. I apologize. I thought we were still on a break. So no. the thing is, here, here's, here's, you know, in a nutshell, the locals love Johnny White's, and I can tell you that when I'm there, you know, when we're renovating every day, we get more locals just stop in and they go, oh man, we hope that you guys are going to be reverence to what was before. Big and shoes to fill, that. yeah, big shoes. And we feel that locals love Johnny White's, they're going to love what we do at Local 718. And, you know, we're building this place for locals. We want the local business where a lot of bars on Bourbon turn away from it. We're turning towards it. We fully believe that, you know, locals were going to be the, the ones that spread the word for us, that, yeah. you know, talk about us and say, hey, if you haven't tried a slider over at Local 718, you're, you're doing yourself an injustice. You okay. know, one day... One day, I think people will talk about our food, our sliders, and our things like that, like they talk about gumbo and red beans. They'll say, when you go to New Orleans, you got to go get the best burger on bourbon, and that's at 718, local 718. Mm, that's a throwdown for sure. Okay, so tell us about your sliders, what makes them so special. Well, we use a potato roll, and we use Spanish onions. They're sweet. So we start with a two-ounce um, we, we, we do use 100% fresh, never frozen ground beef, and we roll them ourselves, and we smash them on the grill, so you have that crust on the burger that everybody loves, and the, and the buns are heated on top um, with, the, with the Spanish onions, and we use a great pickle, and with, if you want ketchup or mustard, that's your decision, and the sweetness from the roll and the onions permeates with the ground beef, and their flavors that just work perfectly together with the with the kick you get from the pickle. It just adds and it makes it the classic burger that you remember elevated a little bit. That sounds really good. Now you didn't mention cheese, so are you a no cheese burger kind of person? No, no, you definitely can use cheese and we use one type, we use American cheese. Okay, That's so- how we want the burger to be. 
it, and is that that's not standard though? It's you have the burger and then you order the cheese extra, right? Yes, you decide okay. if you want the cheese extra. Okay. Well, I have to say that does sound pretty good. I'm uh, I'm interested in trying that. So this is is this like Angus beef, like black Angus beef? What is this? It is. It's a, it's a special blend that we get uh, for us from a purveyor, and okay. we'll be the only ones that have our blend. So proprietary blend. Excuse me, ma'am. I said a proprietary blend. Yes, it is, ma'am. It's a proprietary blend, and a few of the things that we do are proprietary. So, you know, I, I try to keep that closer to that. Of course, of course. Okay, so uh, we're excited about this. This opens on Halloween night, you said. Is there anything like a special party or is just the doors are open and it's Halloween? It's, it's another night open. We'll be doing some giveaways of some shirts and things from uh, Screwball Whiskey, who's doing a co-promotion with us. So we'll have specials on Screwball Whiskey and there'll be t-shirts that you can grab with our logo on it and with Screwball. So they'll be there, you know, with some Screwball girls handing out some swag. So it'll be a great evening. You know, we encourage people to wear your costumes and we have a balcony that wraps around. It's one of the best balconies on Bourbon. It's a great viewing area. And it's, uh, it's gonna be a great evening. And, you know, I encourage everyone to come join us at the local 718. It sounds and like a, a great night. And you'll be able to watch college football during the day and celebrate with us at night at our, at our um, opening uh, big extravaganza on Bourbon Street. It'll just be a night to remember an experience that you were there when Johnny Weiss reopened his local 718. That's exciting because, you know, there's not been a lot of really good news this year. And I think that that's a wonderful thing to, uh, to throw out there to people who, you know, would probably like to do a little just fun celebrating. So good for you for making that sound really fun. You're also going to have crawfish boils, aren't you? Yes, we do. And I do a little something different in my crawfish. And I started it at the Little Easy, and it's been so successful that we're going to move it over to Local 718. I use meatballs in my crawfish. Wait, what? What? No. You, what? You stuff? Yeah, no, mean, you don't stuff it. No. When you say meatballs um, in your crawfish, you don't mean in the crawfish. You mean just in the boil. In the boil. I use meatballs okay. in my crawfish boil. And they are a flavor-packed nugget of greatness that when you try it, and I have a proprietary blend that I use when we boil our crawfish, uh -huh. and people can't believe that a guy from New York can boil crawfish with the best of them in Louisiana. Okay, you're putting out some really impressive boats there. We're gonna have to go check this out and uh, and see if this is, if well, it's obviously not gonna be Johnny White because that was a thing, but I think it sounds like it could be a whole lot of fun and uh, make people feel better about the loss of Johnny White, for sure. You know what I, what I saw is, I wanted, we want to be a part of the fabric of the community because that's what we've done on Julia Street with the Little mm -hmm. Easy. You know, mm -hmm. we have, you know, we have, we have Saints players that come in, some Pelicans. We have great neighbors. And, you know, we're part of the community down there. And we want to do the same thing on Bourbon. We want people that are, you know, locals to, to feel that it's their home. It's their living room. It's their, it's their place to go, their happy place. And that's who we hope to be. Well, it seems like there's a lot more foot traffic in the French Quarter than there has been for a long time. So it, it seems like people are starting to get out more. I'm glad to see that. 
I mean, yeah, it'll be I a long time. Go ahead. I was there Saturday, and I was very shocked at the amount of people were on Bourbon oh, good. Street. Good. That's exciting. I mean, it'll probably take a long time to get to its previous levels, but just the fact that you can say that there were a lot of people out there is, is great after all this time. So... Good. Yeah, and good for you. What we're trying to show, what we're trying to show New Orleans, Louisiana, and the country, you know, that bars and restaurants can flourish and succeed in these tough times. That, look, we may have to pivot occasionally and change how we were doing business, but, you know, we, we want to show the rest of the country and, and Louisiana and New Orleans that, hey, if you, you know, do it the right way, you can, you can create a, um, a, a great concept and a great thing for people. And that we're open for business. That yeah. We're here and we're open for business. And come on in and support us. And you know, let's help. Uh, let's help get over this together. Yeah. If you offer it, they will come. That's what I'm sticking to. And I think this sounds like something very promising. Well, thank you yeah, so much for being of, on. It reminds me of Kevin Costner and Feel the Dreams. If you yeah, there you go. Come. That's it. That's it. So we're excited. I'm uh, very glad to talk to you, and excited that people will be able to go back to the space that was Johnny White's and have some of that really interesting sounding food. I gotta come and get one of those fried hot dogs. That's for sure. So I thank think, you very I much. Think you'll love it. I think you'll love it. And when you come in, make sure um, to, slide us, to try the sliders also, because I think you'll be impressed. Okay, no, we're definitely, I, I, have to, I have to think about the crawfish boil with the meatballs. I do have to think about that, but, but you sold me on the sliders for sure and the, uh, and the hot dog. And, and the, the fries. Meantime, hmm? In the meantime, before you know, we open Johnny White's, I want to just let everybody know uh, the Little Easy on Julia Street is open, and it's a restaurant, so we're open for business every day from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. We show all the games, and we have a great menu, and we do press poor boys there that have been really, really successful. Ooh, and press we have a great steak night on Wednesday for $10. Ah, uh, yes. I don't know if that's something that you uh, were familiar with in Jersey, if they had something like that, but we had a thing here, uh, Crazy Johnny. Someone's probably told you about that with the $5 oh, I, I know steak. Crazy Johnny's well. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's uh, you're hearkening back to all the things that push the buttons for people for a long, long time. So good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you guys Appreciate for taking it. the time to speak with me today. And everyone, welcome to the Little Easy and join us on Halloween at Halloween. Local 718 on Bourbon Street, the former Johnny White's home, and we'll be there to celebrate with you. All right. They'll be there, I think. Thank you. Bye, Brian. Thank, thank you, guys. Right. Have a great day. Bye. All right. Uh, we have the bottom of the hour news time coming up from the Louisiana Radio Network. I think that a lot of people are going to be really excited to see. I have absolutely no idea what people were talking about with Johnny White's, but I know that it was a much beloved place in the French Quarter. And it's nice when something like that uh, it doesn't just go dark and stay dark. So, I mean, of course it wouldn't, but this sounds like a fun, fun replacement for it. All right, we will be back after the bottom of the hour news from Louisiana Radio Network. Stay with us, please. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell went before the House Appropriations Committee expressing a need for some sort of financial assistance as the city is looking at a $150 million budget gap because of the coronavirus pandemic. Cantrell says she's furloughing city employees to save money. If we can't provide the basic city services to allow for our cities to function as we know they need to. 
then I don't know how our economy will bounce back as we know it can. Republican lawmakers told Cantrell she would see an increase in tax revenues if more of the city's economy was opened up. Governor Edwards, along with the secretaries for the Department of Health and Children and Family Services, got their flu shots today at Our Lady of the Lake. OLOL Family Medicine Specialist Dr. Joshua Clark says the vaccine is the best way to protect yourself from getting the flu, which could lead to other complications. It's increased risk with influenza of pneumonia, uh, respiratory uh, distress, needing ventilation. LRN. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin. COVID-19 has altered the way we do elections this year. And while Hurricane Laura may have ravaged our state, it will not break our spirit. Our office is working around the clock with state and local partners to bring early voting sites and election day polling locations back online. For Louisianans displaced by Hurricane Laura, you can exercise your right to vote this fall. Displaced voters have the option to vote early, vote on election day, or vote absentee. If you are unregistered, there is still time to register at either your current address, temporary residence, or the home from which you evacuated. To address COVID-19 concerns, we will take every sanitary precaution necessary to ensure voters can safely cast their votes. This includes mandating personal protective equipment for poll workers and making masks available for voters who want one. Voting machines will be sanitized between uses and social distancing will be enforced. If you have questions about the November 3rd presidential election, visit GoVote.com or call our election information hotline at 1-800-883-2805. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. 5569696. I got a text at the break from my favorite dive bar connoisseur. And uh, he, was, he was talking about how excited he was to go there. I said, I might even have to join you. I don't think I've ever set foot in a dive bar. I know you find that hard to believe, Mary Lee. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. I don't even know what a dive bar is, but I will go and see. Now if uh, it was a diva bar. For sure. You'd be all in. You might, you might want to do your chill witch over there. 5569696 five, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Let's go to Michael75. Hey. Michael? Good afternoon. Hey. To you, yeah, too. Uh, uh, tell Tom I just got a call from Cole Porter. He wants him to star in his next show. There you go. Look, he would do it, too. And, uh, <laughs> and it's unfortunate that that... Well, they're both, you know, <laughs> over the yeah, hill but, anyway. Well, one's gone. Totally, tell, but go ahead. Y'all watch this, watch this great movie called Midnight in Paris. It'll tell you all about that. But uh, uh, I want to agree with you on the Jiffy. You won't believe this, but I agree with you on the Jiffy uh, cornbread. It's fabulous. I put it in a black uh, skillet, and it, it comes out great. Michael75 is saying that Jiffy Cornbread is fabulous. He puts it in a black iron skillet, and it's great. I'm going to try it again, Michael. I'm going to try to slip it to Mary Lee, unbeknownst to her. Yeah. Ha, do it. Yeah. I'm going to make some cornbread and pretend that it's fresh. It's fresh from scratch and see if she thinks it's great. Because I think Jiffy is a really good product. All right, go ahead. I'd be a lot more suspicious if you said it was fresh from scratch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, go ahead, Michael. I'm also, in honor of your last guest, I'm going to try frying experimentally a hot dog and see what that's like. Yeah, would you tell us what it is? Because I'm not going to do that, but I want to hear about it. And I'm going to go have his fried hot dog. That's what's coming up, the hot dog. I'm going to go with my dive bar friend. Yes. All right. Michael, did you hear us talking about the red apple? No, it's my second excursion in a row. I went to a couple of places... uh, uh, it's rare when I go out two days in a row. I got the uh, catfish <laughs> to prepare the famous 
Yugoslich muddy waters with jalapeno peppers and anchovies. It's fabulous. Well, is and, it and is it Des Almond's catfish, or did you just get it at the store? No, I got no, that from the fishmonger. Dennis's okay. Seafood, great place. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I got fresh corn on the cob. They they make themselves. It's great. And uh, uh, one pound of large shrimp, which I'm going to uh, incorporate in the uh, platonic dish from uh, Little Chinatown called shrimp with eggplants. They already have shrimp in them, but I'm just going to cook some more and add it to that. Mm, okay. Michael, then, I mentioned uh, you earlier, and I said that I noticed leaving Pontchartrain Poor Boys last night across the the parking lot there's a strip mall and there was a red apple there and i'm gonna have to check and see if that red apple is a second location from your red apple and i'm gonna go check it out yeah it probably is try to shrimp with lobster sauce first to see if they, okay. don't, if they don't make that good forget it okay uh, but the uh also i went to um martin's wine cellar for some uh, pate and four uh fresh baguettes they get from this french bakery it's fabulous Where's the French bakery? Boulangerie or know. someplace? They, they, just, oh. they just get it in. It sells out every day almost. Huh. Okay. And That's then I place. went to the um, shish kebab house and got two orders of tabbouleh. Mm. And, and, and that'll, uh, that'll tide me and my wife over for a couple of days. <laughs> All right. So, on my, but you... on, my, on my diet. I was about to say, Michael, how is your diet? Because... You've been talking about losing weight, but all you do is eat, it sounds like. So I don't see right. how you yeah, can well, lose with the greatness of it. That's why I'm going to make a million dollars with the book. You want to be the co-author? <laughs> sure. Sure, but I have to lose the weight. Instead, I'm going, I'm no, going up. No. Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. Those who can do and those who can't teach. I'm a teacher. <laughs> no, actually, I did it this time. But uh, uh, I've been on a plateau for like 30 days, which is not bad. It doesn't bother me. I'm still how much? Sick. How much have you lost? How much have you lost? I lost like uh, 29. I'm so excited for you. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's good. And it's eating all it. the I'm, time. I'm, uh, mm -hmm. It's excitement when you go in your closet and you can put on stuff from the past. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be excited to just zip some pants, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's my report for the day. I'm trying the hot dogs uh, tonight. Okay. And I'll, okay. I'll let you know tomorrow. Thanks. Email. Wait, wait, wait. Don't go away. Don't go away. Email okay. me a picture. But, Michael, did you hear me talking about channeling you on Saturday? Tom and I went out on a food excursion without the sanitation, just food excursion. <laughs> and uh, we just went to a whole bunch of places. And, and I, like your, I like your style of just going to hit up a whole bunch of places. We somehow or another never managed to get food. We just go, and then it's the parking's too much or something, and then we drive on to the next place. So we have a, a, a more insane version of yours, if that's possible. Anyway, without the sanitation. Well, Tom told me to correct you. You originally pronounced the word po' boy, and I see you've just uh, amended it to poor boy correctly. Well, it's it's a matter of loyalty to Tom. I'm doing poor boy. Yes. 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 But I mean, yeah. originally I caught your uh, Miss Court reporter. Can you play that back, please? Uh, I caught you saying poor boy. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> trying to say bon me. Is that right? Bon me. Is that right? Bon, yeah. bon me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Michael, okay. I'm going to give you a report on Red Apple as soon as I find out oh, for sure excellent. if it's okay. All right. Trip, Thanks for calling. Trip with lobster sauce. Trip with lobster. All right. Always, always a pleasure, Michael.
556-9696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We're just talking about food. That's all we do here. I mean, we also eat food, but not on the show. Although I, I have a little quarter club sandwich and some chips that's been calling to me because I'm hungry Do you now. need me to serve it to you? No, no, no. I'm not going to eat it on the show. But that is still the reigning best club sandwich ever. Where'd you go? Porter and Luke. And the chips, I think, are the best best fresh cut chips anywhere in town. Those and they were good. particularly good today. Because sometimes fried anything, fried potatoes or fried chips, there's a sweet spot. And if you go like one half second longer, it's too dark. Or if you don't go enough, it's a little limp, you know. But, but they definitely have the chip thing down for sure. Did you like the ones that you had at Bistro Byron's? Were they? They were good. You know what they said about them? What? They're actually frozen. But here's the thing. They're fresh cut and then frozen and then shipped or something like that. So there's a, a big step between two. Well, I feel like that would work better with chips than um, actual fries. I don't you know run why you would do either one. You run into a problem with fries with the texture, mm -hmm. the mealiness. Apparently, mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with, with mealiness. Yeah, I'm with you on that, although maybe not quite as obsessed as you are. <laughs> but Because, I mean, to use the word mealy as many times as you have in two consecutive days is a little obsessed. Yes. Yeah. All right. We have Ron the Gourmet Waiter on. Hey, Ron, are you there? Yes, I am. How's everybody doing today? We're uh, we're fine. We're fine. We're a little um, we're a little uh, disjointed, you know. But but we're fine. How about you? Yeah, doing well. I um, was listening to your three o'clock guest, and I think it's exciting uh, for a lot of us locals that uh, new things are going to be happening on the block. Uh, Johnny mm -hmm. White started the original Johnny White's at seven thirty-two St. Peter about fifty-one years ago. <clears throat> And uh, obviously, the thing that was really cool about that and what helped attract the locals was two things. One was that he was further enough down Bourbon Street to where when you got off work, you're not just inundated with tourists. Yeah. And the uh, second thing was what made Johnny White's at 732 St. Peter so popular was 24 hours. Yeah. Because a lot of people have to, you know, if you're not in the restaurant industry, a lot of times you don't understand this, but if a restaurant closes at 11 or 12 o'clock, even as a server or a cook, you may not be getting out. To. Yeah, so you certainly right. appreciate a bar that's close by that locals go to that never closes because a lot of times, you know, the, the guy, the guy that used to come on at three o'clock and he would work from three to nine. His name was Taco, and uh, Taco was a great bartender and he was a great guy. So when somebody says, "I know Taco," it's funny that what that was telling me is you're a night guy. I've, pro I've, pro I've spent thousands of dollars with Johnny White's, and I, I, like, I like all of them, although I hung out mostly on St. Peter. The funny thing was, and I'm glad to see that he's got the restaurant license to open up on, or to reopen on Bourbon, because um, it's a great spot. The, the St. Peter in Bourbon, which is a block away from Orleans in Bourbon, has been described as one of the busiest corners in the French Quarter. So that's, you know, like I said, you're getting further enough down Bourbon Street to where you're just not inundated with tourists. Because if I've been waiting tables, you know, for, for, for six, seven hours, and I want to come out and have a few beers, to some people, the last thing they want to do is just come into a place that's inundated with tourists. So that's kind of, to me, that's why Johnny White's, uh, you know, got so popular. 
the, the food challenge that they never really got right at the old Johnny White's was that if you were sitting down at the corner bar, which is on the corner of uh, Orleans Avenue and Bourbon, or if you were sitting in the bar right next door, the little one, which is called Hole in the Wall, if you wanted food, what you would do is you'd order the food upstairs, and I guarantee you it's taken at least a half hour to get the food. So for him to say 20-minute turnaround on food, that, that makes me think that he's taking food a lot more seriously, um, and uh, he's going to be able to get it out a lot quicker. And I know the locals are going to love that, and the tourists as well. Well, I think he's definitely taking food seriously because he's mm-hmm. obviously passionate about bringing the food of his youth into New Orleans. And, um, I mean, what more can you say? Fried hot dog. Yeah. The other thing, uh, I know the guy that uh, there were two couples after Johnny White passed away that actually owned all of that. And uh, one of them is a friend of mine. And I always told him uh, with the restaurant upstairs above Johnny White's on the corner of uh, Orleans and Bourbon, they had 50 items on the menu. And, and from, Did you say five zero? Did you say five zero? Wow. Yes. And, and I always thought that, that, that that's got to be really challenging because if you are, let's say I hire Marianne uh, in the kitchen, okay, and I'm going to be training Marianne on the items. Can you imagine how long it is or how long it takes just to get, you know. I'm uh, still trying to imagine the first part of it. I know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, if you've, got, if you've got 50 items on the menu, again, five zero, you can just imagine what the food ordering's like. And yes. I always told them, I said, you really ought to pare this down to your 25 top sellers. Or 20 but, or 15. I mean, it's a bar, you know? Yeah, well, the restaurant was upstairs. When he described that, uh, that curved balcony, uh, they had seating inside upstairs on the corner of Bourbon and Orleans with the curved balcony. And then they also had uh, seating outside on the balcony. So downstairs uh, on the corner and then in corner bar, those were, those were basically just bars. But since yeah. they're all owned from the same, if you want to order, they'd run the food down the steps. And the other thing, too, is it's, it's, I think it's going to be exciting that he's opening up that courtyard because nobody's yeah. done anything with that courtyard in a long time. Yeah. Well, I think so there's not enough really being no done thing. with the courtyards in the quarter, period. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it sounds like he really knows what he's doing. I'm going to go by yeah, the one and go check it out. Because I'm I w- excited. I go, you know, try the food there. But I'll, I'll definitely be over at, uh, over at the, the one on, uh, you know, the one she was just telling Halloween about. night. It's a good night to be starting, I think. It'll be fun. I'm not going to be there Halloween night, but I'll be there shortly. <laughs> All right. Give us a report. <laughs> hey, Thanks, Ron. Day. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to join us. We're talking about food. We're waiting for you. Give us a call. We'll be right back. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. 
Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Good stuff in the Almanac today, and uh, we only have a few minutes left of the show, so I'm going to run through some of it. Today is the day in 1893 that a copyright was issued for Happy Birthday. In real, the real name is Good Morning to All. It remained under copyright protection for many years until it was declared a public domain work by the courts. Until then, many big restaurant chains have their own songs for birthdays, had their own songs, to avoid royalties when their waiters sing, usually very badly, to their customers. The worst rendering of Happy Birthday had consistently been performed at Commander's Palace. The serve... Servers botch it up so miserably that you're convinced they do it intentionally to keep it from spreading to other tables. It's probably true, actually. Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby starred in 1957 in a big television special sponsored by Ford Motors. The commercial introduced the Edsel, which became the laughing stock of the auto world. It became a classic food connection. Richard Collin, the New Orleans underground gourmet, the city's first restaurant critic, owned an Edsel in the 70s. Is that true, Tom? Richard Collin owned an Edsel? Uh, yes, he did. Wow. Yeah, huh. it was a, a really great looking one from the, a long well, time ago. A very long time ago. I don't, yeah, I don't that know a, that I've ever hobby seen one in person. Wow. Today's National Popover Day. I don't know how I feel about popovers. Is that a pate choux? Is a popover a pate choux? It's not. Okay, what is it? Popovers what? are, they're very light. Yeah. And they're very good, and they look good too, but they're hard to make. You have to get in there and have it puff up in little places all around. And if you pulled off a pretty good uh, 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 version of this, You'll have uh, right there, and it's great for uh, just using something instead of English uh, uh, muffins, which are worthless. Oh, I love English muffins. Oh, you, I love English Tell me English where muffins. you got the good ones, because the good ones... You can get them at the store. They're not particularly good. toasted English muffin is hard to beat, I think. I don't really care for popovers, because I don't really understand the, the batter. I don't, I don't that's the hard part. It's just you, you have to get this foamy I mean, aspect that kind of spreads out and it needs exactly the amount of uh, uh, that uh, It's got to aspect. have an airiness to the middle but of it. But also it, it yeah. comes out a little on the heavy side too. It's uh, around the edges. Around the edges. Let's go very to Mike. Peculiar. Mike. Hey boss, well, you uh, you do this all the time. Yeah, she said of. it's not a pate choux. It seems like a pate choux to me. It's very eggy. Yeah. Eggy, yeah, eggy uh, is like essential for a for a hello, hello, hello. Yes, hey Mike, hey, we're still I talking about popovers. I Go missed, ahead. I, I missed the beginning of the show. Did you all talk about why Tory McPhail's leaving Commanders? He's moving to Montana. That seems like a really good reason to me. 
Oh, okay. So there's no <laughs> Who nothing beyond just wanting to relocate, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a great time to move to a place like Montana. I talk know? about it every yeah. day. I know. Yeah. I mean, I think there's okay. definitely a lure of being off the grid. I mean, he's been there 25 years, you know. There's nothing nefarious, but, you know, it's just a change. Uh, all right, I know Tom is extremely limited. Uh, what about the backstory about the chef change at Pardos? What do you know about that? There's a pregnant. That's a, that's a pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, okay. Look, I don't. Let, let me just tell you what my my interest in okay. this is. Okay. Okay. All the effort, with all the effort that Osmond put with Robert Vasquez, not only redoing the menu there, but at the other two restaurants also. I was yeah. just shocked to hear that he was that he was no longer there. Well, I believe well, he's he still is. the chef at Pepe's. He's in his wheelhouse, which is Pepe's. Oh, okay. All right. The remainder of that question will be in your email. Okay. That sounds good. I appreciate it. <laughs> I know y'all are about out of time, so talk to you again. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, uh, popovers, pate choux. I meant to ask Mike, and I'll ask him that in an email too. Um, yeah, a pate choux is gruyere, gruyere. I keep trying to figure out how to say that, gruyere. Um, an eclair. Uh, what else? And I could swear it's hot, a, a popover too because it's got that. I don't like it. Yeah, the eggy thing. No, it's like it's like I don't like the texture, and maybe it is egg that makes the texture. Yeah, that's what it so is. It's a lot of eggs. They're really good around Thanksgiving mealy. because they can make those things as <laughs> part of their turkey. Because, you know, this is a turkey-oriented thing to begin with, mm -hmm. and but after Thanksgiving. Oh, are we doing? All... Are we doing turkey poulet, Tom? Hmm? Is Tom doing turkey poulet? Turkey poulet? Yeah, Tom's now obsessed are with turkey poulet. Tur we were no, we were, we're not doing, we did turkey poulet yesterday and Something on happened. Sunday. All right, a popover, not to be confused with a turnover, is a tall muffin-shaped, nearly hollow bread made with a very eggy batter. You bake them with butter in the pockets of the popover tin. They are best eaten immediately after emerging from the oven. You will eat a popover quickly. Its marvelous flavor, aroma, texture, and hollow middle grab you. The only restaurant in memory to serve them was during the brief hegemony of Tom Cowman in the kitchen of Lenfants when the Marcello family ran it in the 80s. They brought the popovers to the table when you sat down, and they were irresistible. You like popovers, then? I do, yeah, but they have to yeah. be just so. You can't just throw them in there and get them. Now, what's the difference in a popover and a Yorkshire pudding? A, short, a Yorkshire pudding is, uh, once again, the same thing. Yeah, it is. In this case, it's, it's got a jus in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and it's often done during the middle of your turkey dinner uh, where you're getting the drippings also off of something like... Uh, the, it's really a roast beef, isn't it? It's, it's basically a roast, a roast beef, beef. and, and the drippings, roast. the Who's drippings that come off of it. That's where you get it. Somebody's doing a. Oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> it's going to be a weird Sunday roast. Never mind. All right, uh, the edible dictionary word of the day is lump crab meat. Doesn't really need to be explained, but you do. The two muscles found near the rear of a blue crab's body, they move the paddle-like back fins because those are the crab's strongest. These two muscles are the largest in the crab. 
Jumbo lump is the most desirable and expensive part of the largest crabs and is carefully packed to keep it whole. By its nature, it includes a thin, translucent piece of shell-like material, the absence of which means that the crab was overpicked. Jumbo lump is white and firm. It's the essential ingredient for the best quality crab cakes, crab meat ravigat, and crab salads. Just plain lump crab meat is also white and firm, but smaller. Beware the phrase jumbo lump crab meat has, become, has come to be used in many restaurants to mean plain old crab meat. True jumbo lump is so expensive that many chefs use the name, but not the crab meat. If you ever see a dish that says it's made with jumbo lump, but carries a low price, it is likely not the prime jumbo lump or pasteurized in can, perhaps from the Southeast Asia or Venezuela. Yeah, I've become a real, um, a real sleuth on crab meat. If a crab cake is under $18, it's not the kind of crab cake that I'm looking for because you have to factor in the, the price of crab meat. Uh, let's see, your deaf dining rule number 18, Tom, unless the goodness of the food and service are of secondary concern, never ask a restaurant for a table for more than eight people. Six is even better. If you have a larger number divided in, si in sixes and eights at larger tables, the people at opposite ends won't be able to talk with one another anyway. You know, that's not really, well, let's see, there were how many people at that one? Two, four, um... Yeah, there were six people at that table. I was talking about Annadelle's when that little party, that little family was having such a good time. I was enjoying watching them. So your old kitchen sage says, after you cook ground beef or sausage to make a stuffing, i.e. for lasagna or stuffed peppers, use the end slice from a half of white bread to soak up the excess fat thrown off by the meat, then give it to the doggy. No, the, Steve is probably going... It actually does <gasps> say that. It does say that? It does. <laughs> Do this after removing from the pan. You can tell Tom and I are married. The dog will love that piece of bread, too. We're, our doggy, poor doggy, he, he, well, he's going to die happy. That's all I can say. He eats all the bad stuff. I haven't tried the sweetbreads, though. Go ahead, bud. The doggy, he hasn't even been in the show today. Should I, I, should I go put some heels on and walk around? <laughs> Mary Lee is offering Don and other people who have noticed the clicking of the dog's feet. Mary is offering to put some heels on and walk around since everyone's missing our doggy on the show. I'm sure that Henry was uh, missing the dog too. Uh, words to drink by. No animal ever invented anything so bad as drunkenness or so good as drink. Uh, Mary Lee, we were talking about, um, let's see, back here. You know what? I just completely, it just escaped me, but I had something to say about something having to do, and I figured you would enjoy it, Mary Lee, but oh, oh, it's bad. gone. Too bad, yeah. All right, so we have our uh, closing out of the show to do in this very strange show where it probably sounds strange. We're coming from Mary Lee's place because there's a big um, log across the, <clears throat> the road to the compound at our house where you can't really even get in, much less get into the driveway. And I hope it's fixed by this time, although I think they're probably going to be putting... The, it's electri An electric pole just sort of fell on the road, so we had to sort of scoop things up, which was why the show was late. Uh, if you missed any of the show, even that interesting, chaotic part, um, and want to hear about it, I don't know why you would, but anyway, go to nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com, that is where you will find the 
podcasts for the show if you would like to tell your friends about that weird little food show that's out there but it's not the same as everything else on the radio please do that because they might find it amusing too we like to just take a break from all the worrisome and dark things that are hovering over us at this moment in time so uh, tell your friends and go to nomenu.com to tell them where to find the show if they want to listen on the simple radio app you too it's free download it and then plug in 990 new orleans and it comes through crystal clear we also have our newsletter which you can sign up for through nomenu.com that is twice a week it's a beautiful piece of work if i do say so myself i didn't do it i'm just bragging on my kid and uh, we have Tom, vintage Tom pieces in there, which are really brilliant, if I do say so myself. Now I'm bragging on Tom. And uh, all the things that are happening around town, people that are just opening up again in COVID world, or specials that you might want to try. Uh, those are all in our newsletter. Uh, there are three different levels of participation. You should be able to find one that you can accommodate. Um, go to nomenu.com for instructions on that. We have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. We'd love for you to follow us. A lot of people do. It's pretty pictures. Again, our daughter does a good job with that. I have my own podcast, Emmy, E-M-M-I-E, The Story Lady, where I read classic kids' tales like Grimm's Fairy Tales to kids. It's a weird time. They might like to have some old radio stuff playing in the background while they color or work puzzles. Tim McNally up next with the Dine, Dine Wine and Spirits show. And we're done for today. WGSO New Orleans. Good night. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Monday and Wednesday live at noon for New Orleans Today on WGSO 990 AM New Orleans, Louisiana. COVID tracking project says COVID cases rose by 11% last week with Midwest states seeing the biggest rises. At least 29 states have seen cases increasing for at least the last two weeks.